Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Get Up 10 Podcast. I'm super excited to record another episode this week. And honestly, shout out to my new friend Jules, who I met through the Women's Entrepreneurship Program at Cornell for reminding me that I need to record another episode for this week because y'all, I have ideas written down for future episodes, but I have not like scheduled them into, scheduled recording them into my calendar and I'm one of those people that if it's not in my calendar I am likely to forget about it but I'm here and we're gonna get this episode on and popping so this week I wanted to just give you guys kind of a recap or update or however you want to say it or a reintroduction to me I know I did a introduction episode really early on in get up 10's history I guess you could say but that was back in 2018 and it's been three years and a lot has happened and i know i have some new followers to my podcast followers subscribers whatever whatever y'all want to call yourselves so i thought it was important for me to reintroduce myself and i would be lying if i did not say that every time i say allow me to reintroduce myself jay-z doesn't start playing in my head because that's just one of my favorite songs by him but anyways Um, yeah, so I wanted to do an episode to just reintroduce you guys to me and who I am right now in 2021. So let's get into it. I, well, before I even get into me, let's just talk about the podcast. So I created Get Up 10 podcast because I wanted people to know that when life knocks you down, you get back up. Every time life knocks you down, get back up. And One of the things about being knocked down in life is that you're not always exactly quite sure about how you're going to get knocked down, but the truth of the matter is you're going to get knocked down. And so I created this platform to share my, not only my story, but that of other people too, because I know that you might be able to relate to my story, but maybe not. And if not, I know that there's somebody out there who can speak to you and you can relate to them a little bit better so that's why I will bring my friends on here from time to time and just people that I'm blessed to cross paths with that have amazing stories because like I said maybe you don't relate to my story but you might be able to relate to something in their story and I think we can learn from everybody around us so yes my podcast is actually named after a Cardi B song however it doesn't really have much to do with Cardi B other than just that knock me down nine times but I get up 10 mentality if you ever heard her song get up 10 and also one of the other reasons I need my podcast after Cardi B is just because I have watched her kind of from a distance <laughs> emphasis on from a distance um, her rise to fame from when she actually I was introduced to Cardi B in college my freshman year by my roommate who had been following her and at the time she was just this like loudmouth stripper from the Bronx and she would post on Instagram and then she grew a following and ended up on Love and Hip Hop but I knew about her before she was on Love and Hip Hop thanks to my roommate and over the years I've just been inspired by how she went from that girl from the Bronx to this like huge artist and she was able to do it authentically and keep it real And that really resonated with me because I believe that there's so much power when you stay true to yourself and who you are and when you can come out and admit your imperfections and your shortcomings and like 
just be bold about this is who I am this is what I've been through and whether it's good or bad just this is this is what it is like I love that about Cardi and I mean I don't really follow Cardi B like that now because my mental health but that is definitely something I respect about her and what she's been able to do and something I want to be said about me and my own story is that I want people to look at Ginger and say, I watched Ginger just blossom into this confident, bold woman that shares her shortcomings and her flaws and yet is still so powerful and like amazing. And, and, you know, even as I say that, it's like, I want people to say that to start, but really I want all the glory to go back to my creator because without him, I am nothing, you know, I mean, I, I can't sit here and take credit for not much, <laughs> you know, because what am I without my creator and the one who puts air into my lungs to be able to even record this podcast, you know, everything like the saying goes, if you ever heard it is that when others look at you, they should see Jesus. And that's what I want. But that's a little bit about why I created Get Up 10 podcast. And I'm so excited if you're hearing me talk about my story for the very first time um thank you for joining and if you've been along for the ride thank you for sticking with me so that's a little bit about why i created get up 10 podcast and now i'm going to transition into my story a little bit more so i was born in inglewood new jersey in 96 and (laughs) i so apparently i'm like the midpoint of generation z and a millennial but i prefer to be a millennial (laughs) i don't know why but i prefer to but i saw on i was doing some research as part of one of my courses and i saw according to pew research i believe it's called that uh 1996 is that mid-year that starts generation z and ends the millennial age so i am going to claim myself as a millennial But yeah, I was born in Inglewood, New Jersey, which is pretty much across from New York City, if you're not familiar. And I like to call myself a fake Jersey girl because of the fact that I was born there, but I was actually raised in Rockland County, New York, which is a little bit north of New York City. Like, I could be in Manhattan in less than an hour, so just so you guys get an idea. But I feel like I'm a fake Jersey girl because I spent so many chapters of my life growing up in New Jersey because I was always in private schools in New Jersey. Um, I was on my travel basketball team in New Jersey, just always in New Jersey. And to this day, I stay in New Jersey. (laughs) I just love it. And they pump your gas for you. So like, why wouldn't you want to be in New Jersey? Also, some of my favorite places are New Jersey, like Orange Theory and Wegmans and I, this is weird, but I prefer to go to the Garden State mall or plaza over the Palisades mall even though the Palisades mall is bigger and closer I will still drive out my way to go to Garden State that's just something about me I don't know why but that's that's just what it is that's how I am so yeah I was like I said I always went to private Christian schools up until high school by choice of my parents which and like when you're in school you don't appreciate it. <laughs> so as a kid, it was just like, I'm tired of this place. Like, I can't wait to get out and see the quote unquote real world, blah, blah, blah. But now that I'm removed from the situation, I'm able to look back and I'm just really thankful for the foundations that 
Christian school laid for me, I guess you could say, especially with just learning the Bible at a young age, memorizing scripture. Like now as an adult, when I hear scriptures, most of the time it's like a reminder or a refresher because it's things that I heard before in my youth. So I'm really thankful for that. But um, part like the flip side of going to private Christian schools, at least the ones that I went to, is that I was always like the only black girl in my class. So I think that that as a as a child, I took that as motivation to be excellent, to be black excellence before black excellence was so like such a big deal before we had all these black girl magic and black excellence and all that kind of stuff. Like I took it upon myself to represent before it was like a big thing. I just I remember having that talk with my guidance counselor in high school about how I felt about it. And luckily, I didn't deal with too much like adversity or like racism or any of that kind of stuff but it did happen here and there and I was able to speak up for myself at a young age but it wasn't like anything crazy it was most of the time it was just like ignorant stuff which now that I'm talking about it, I feel like people will say ignorant stuff just because and sometimes you just gotta put people in their place but anyways back to my little outline so from school I went to, I pursued a nursing degree at the College of Mount St. Vincent, which is in Riverdale, New York, or aka the Bronx, but if you're from the Bronx, then you don't associate with Riverdale as the Bronx, because Riverdale is the bougie part, I guess you could say. But I went to Mount St. Vincent, and it's right on the Hudson River, and it's just beautiful. My junior and senior year, I had this amazing view of the George Washington Bridge and the Manhattan skyline from my dorm room, and it was just such a peaceful place for me. To be able to spend time and like I said I got my my bachelor's degree in nursing and I also played college basketball almost for four years <laughs> I quit my senior year my basketball team which I don't know if I did an episode about that yet but I might have to talk about that because that's a whole nother story but I still proudly like proclaim myself as a student athlete to this day and basketball was definitely like the best days of my life. I miss it so much now. I'm just recently starting to play again after COVID and having my daughter and being pregnant and all that. So basketball is definitely a big part of my story, who I was. And speaking of basketball, my freshman year, uh, I had an amazing coach, Coach Clifford. And the very first game of my college career, he played a motivational video for us in the locker room and it happened to be the guru story by eric thomas aka, AKA et the hip-hop preacher and if you don't know about that maybe you've heard when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe so that was my first time ever hearing about et fast forward years later i found myself looking up his videos and just listening to him for motivation and he would always talk about his community called Breathe University. And so towards the end of my college career, I actually joined his community, Breathe University. And it was a life-changing experience for me because like, yes, there's videos and courses that you can watch and go through for your personal development. But what really was the game changer for me was the people that it introduced me to and the community that I access as being a part of Breathe University. And it's to this day, like some of my closest friends are because of Breathe University. So that was so major for me, honestly. But also being part of Breathe University, listening to ET, 
it exposed me to entrepreneurship for the first time or like more of an awareness of entrepreneurship because I feel like entrepreneurship is always around us but maybe you're just not aware of it because your family doesn't have those conversations or whatever so in 2017 I went through a really bad breakup and it caused me after every time I've ever had a breakup in my life I always reflect on what went wrong what went right what could I have done better what's not my fault you know like the damage control after that I feel is so important before you just like move on and so after this relationship I realized that I've been in this cycle of like always focusing on guys and I've I feel like I used to call myself like a girl crazy I mean wow a guy crazy (laughs) getting all my words mixed up I always felt like I was that girl that was guy crazy for so many years like I think I had my first crush in like kindergarten and I would just be crushing on literally like every guy in my class for like one reason like it was so stupid now that I think back about it but yeah I just always had this like desire for love and to be in relationships and fast forward to college I just found myself really hurt because of a relationship and it caused me to pump the brakes on jumping into relationships and always trying to like find a love interest and it caused me to look within for some clarity and answers because I realized that at this point I'm getting closer to graduating college and starting my quote-unquote real life and I have to answer some tough questions like the future is coming at me but the future is also mine to define and create and I never really spent time thinking about what do I want for myself so I asked myself those questions like who do I look up to what do I want for myself who am I those hard questions that we're all faced with at some point and I started to look on Instagram at women that I was inspired by and I noticed that the common theme between all of these women is that they were entrepreneurs and so that really birthed my interest for entrepreneurship and I felt like ever since then I was like bit by this bug (laughs) this entrepreneur bug but if you asked me back in in 2017 um I definitely felt like if I knew what I knew then if I knew yeah then now if I knew back in 2017 what I oh no no I'm saying this wrong if I knew back in 2014 when I started college what I knew in 2017 when I was almost done with college, I felt like I would have not gone to college and I would have chased entrepreneur, entrepreneurial dreams. But that wasn't the case and I was almost at the finish line of nursing school. So I just figured that I would get my degree and use it as a stepping stone to just amass wealth and set myself up for my real dreams that was kind of my mentality so I graduated college in 2018 um luckily because I have always considered myself ambitious I got into the hospital setting early like literally after my freshman year of college I was like wait so we don't start clinicals until the end of college but I'm trying to get experience like now So I found myself doing um, an internship over the summer, like right after my freshman year. And so because I built that relationship at a hospital early, I was able to get my first nursing job pretty quickly. 
after graduating college and passing my NCLEX. So I got a job and I was making good money and I was just like living for me, which is good and bad, you know, because I think you should live for yourself because at the end of the day, it's like you are responsible for you and how you feel and you are in control of your own life. Um, but at the same time, the flip side to that all about me or selfish mentality is that you might forget that your life also affects other people's lives. But I wasn't thinking like that at the time. I was just focused on myself without regard to how it might affect those around me. And so I winded up getting into a relationship. And then a few months later, I ended up pregnant and I decided that I wanted to leave New York and start a new chapter somewhere new anywhere new i'm adventurous i love to travel so i didn't really care where i was going just as long as it was somewhere new and not as expensive as it is to live around new york city i didn't really care where i was going i just wanted to go so got into a relationship got pregnant moved to north carolina got married got a house like all of this stuff back to back to back to back and so then the pandemic hits of 2020, <laughs> which is a part of everybody's story. And I was working as a nurse and I just rem remember when they started mandating the masks, I wanted to cry because going from being a healthcare worker, so we already had to wear the mask for 12 hours to now I have to wear a mask just to run into Walmart. It was really hard for me and I didn't want to do it, but I knew that I was pregnant and so I had to think about my baby's well-being over mine. So that was my motivation to put on a mask in the beginning of all this. And then I did have my baby during the pandemic and I, I mean, it didn't really affect my experience like too much. The only thing that it really changed for my, my birth plan was that I didn't get to have my mom. I always thought that I would have my mom, my sister, and my husband at the time. Those three people would be in the room with me, at the hospital with me. But because of the pandemic, I was only allowed to have one person. And then I also thought that when I had my baby, I would be able to like FaceTime my family while I'm like pushing the baby out. And that was completely unrealistic. I was in so much pain that I think like halfway into my labor I just stopped getting on my phone because I just couldn't even handle it <laughs> but um yeah I had my baby during the pandemic and I don't know I was my pregnancy ended up being a high-risk pregnancy in the, in the end which it was all like concerns from the doctors but none of them actually manifested and my daughter was born healthy she was a little tiny one but she's perfect and I'm so grateful. Mm -mm -mm. So what's next about my story? All right, yeah. So I had a baby during the pandemic. <laughs> I was also on my maternity leave, quote unquote. It wasn't an official maternity leave because I had just picked up and moved and started a new job. So I didn't have enough time under my belt at this company to have an official maternity leave. And I swore, y'all, because you know the entrepreneur buzz, like I said, it had bitten me. So once I went on my maternity leave, I was like, I'm not going back. <laughs> and I tried, like, I, I was so determined not to go back. I was like, I'm going to start off my entrepreneurial, my entrepreneur dreams right now. And so I was trying to, like, get into real estate. And I was, like, 
when my daughter was like napping or just sitting on me, I would be like on my computer looking up addresses to houses that I could potentially help to I don't even remember the terminology right now, but I was trying to get my little real estate hustle on. <laughs> it was crazy. Like, I ran out of money, and I remember my daughter's father gave me $20, and I was so happy because I was like, all right, I'm going to put $10 gas in my car, and then I'll probably use the other 10 for some food later, but this way I could, like, drive around and look at houses. It was crazy, y'all. What a time. <laughs> and so... My, when my quote-unquote maternity leave came to an end, I was faced with decisions that I had to make. And I ended up coming back home just to have a change, a change of scenery and just process a lot of the thoughts and emotions that I was ha- having. And that's when I came to the realization that I was in an abusive relationship. And I have to say it like that because now having had that experience, when you're in an abusive relationship you don't necessarily realize it because you're kind of like too close to the situation you have your feelings all involved and so it's just like the rose colored glasses and you just want to like make excuses for everything that that person is doing and also the other aspect of abusive relationships is that 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 person is not a monster all the time you know so you focus on the good rather than the bad and you just keep on using the good to excuse the bad but it gets to a point where things are unexcusable and I got to that point so I came home I didn't intend on staying home but then after I got home and even on my drive back home from North Carolina to New York I just it was like coming out the clouds and just having more and more clarity and I realized that I couldn't stay where I was and so I moved back in with my parents with my daughter and life has been interesting I say that I have gone through my quarter life crisis in a way because I think in my head I was just like checking off this list because I've always wanted to be like a wife a mom and a boss like those are the three things right and I was almost on my third thing but my foundation wasn't solid so it just crumbled and so now I'm in this space of like rebuilding and it was, it's just been really hard, but I think I've grown tremendously as a person because, like, nobody plans to be separated, nobody plans for a divorce, nobody plans to be a single parent, but when those things come your way, you have choices to make as to how you're going to handle them, and you also have to remember that you have a little person that's depending on you, and you, you're going to choose what you do with those cards whether you're gonna like take it and own it or whether you're gonna crumble and I think in the beginning of course it's really hard to swallow all of these things but over time day by day you do realize that this is what it is and that this is not the end and I am not the first one to walk this path and I am not the last one and my story has a purpose and God will get the glory at the end of the day and I will be an overcomer and just like conscious decisions you make so at first I so when I moved back home I just took some time to heal and then I got a job I rushed into a new job so I could start providing again and just like fixing my financial situation 
and that job winded up being a really bad fit and I believe I discussed that on my episode called I Quit a little bit that about my story and just the breakdown that I was led to have with nursing and so I quit my job and I just thought like okay I'm gonna chase my entrepreneur dreams again like a little bit harder this time and I'll be up and running in a month or two that was my thought process but then before I know it months are going by and every time I go on LinkedIn or Indeed to look at potential jobs I just find myself having like anxiety attacks because I don't just want to work any job any old job just to have a job and be miserable and burnt out and anxious and I just am eager for something but I don't exactly know what and I'm trying to like regain my confidence to even step out and apply for a job because let's be honest there is a certain amount of confidence that you need to sell yourself as to why somebody should hire you and so every time I would go on indeed it would just lead me to a bad place and so after a while I just stopped looking on indeed and at jobs and trying to like figure everything out and I would just spend so much time just sitting and listening to podcasts and sermons trying to figure something out trying to hear from God trying to get some guidance and I felt this call to go back to school but I was just like all right God like you already know I I don't want to advance my education in the nursing field and so I am really passionate about mental health so I thought maybe I'll become a counselor but then as I looked into that it was kind of similar to nursing as far as the clinical aspect of getting all your hours and all that kind of stuff and I was like "Mm, I'm not too sure about this either and then because I knew I have a heart for entrepreneurship I was like maybe I'll go back to school for business but I've heard about people who work in the business world the corporate world and it's not always about degrees sometimes it really is just about experience and who you are as a person so I was just like why am I gonna get a degree that I don't necessarily need So then I decided to look into ministry school because it's something that two of my siblings have done and like I said I want God to get the glory for my story and so it just seemed like a good idea. So I ended up applying to ministry school and getting accepted but I chose to decline because I just felt like it wasn't the right timing and so I just continued to stay on my path I guess you could say of continuing to clean up the mess of my separation and do the personal work and work with a therapist and just try to live life and get outside the house because that is like I need that if I stay in the house too long I go crazy (laughs) so and also just taking the time to be present with my daughter in these early years of her life that will never come back and luckily being at home allowed me to it was just like returning to a safe space and it allowed me to travel. It's so crazy. Like at the beginning of 2021, it felt like God told me to write down three places that he just kept showing to me. And those three places were California, Florida, and the Grand Canyon. And I had no idea why these three places kept coming up, but I just felt strongly to write them down. And so I did. And so far I've gone to California. I've gone to Florida, not once, but twice. And 
I don't know if I'm going to get out to Arizona this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. My brother's actually out there right now. I was planning on visiting him, but I don't know with this whole Delta variant thing. But, you know, we still got some time left in 2021, so I wouldn't be surprised if I find myself out in Arizona. But all of those trips were completely necessary and just super healing for me to get out of the space that I was in and get into a new environment and in Florida I, I got to go to Jacksonville for the first time and it was actually kind of cold when I was there but I still got to walk on the beach and take my daughter to the zoo and just and enjoy Whole Foods <laughs> we have Whole Foods in New York but the hot bar down there in Jacksonville was definitely really good I got to go to Top Golf for the first time so I'm all about new experiences and just being able to have that family time was such a blessing and then I had a girl's trip with my mom and my sister and my daughter when I went out to California to witness my sister's graduation from her first year of ministry school and also she's in Northern California which is just extremely beautiful like the nature out there is awesome got to go on a couple hikes and just have girl time which is so essential so those trips were really healing for me and because I had just been sitting in my house for months I felt like over the winter and another part of my healing process was to get back in the gym because after I had my daughter and I came back home I and after I quit my job I became very stagnant and I would just stay at home sit on my butt all day and I started to gain weight and I didn't like that but it was weird though because like I didn't really see it in the mirror but I felt my clothes didn't felt fit the same and my mom actually told me at one point that I am or I was the widest I had ever been as in like my hips were wide which I have to clarify like my mom was not coming for me she was just being honest with me so I decided to join a gym even though I didn't have any money but I figured I'll just put it on my credit card because my well-being like physically and mentally was more important to me than anything else and so I could I I thought it was beneficial for me to put a couple dollars on my credit card because I knew that in the bigger picture it would be worth it and so I started going back to the gym again which was so helpful and it really just got me going in so many different ways and from getting back in the gym oh by the way uh, when I was on social media because I'm not right now I'm on another break just preserving my mental health but when I was on social media my friend Shannon asked me to talk about on my podcast how I have me time and motherhood and the gym is definitely a big part of that so if you maybe you don't know but I'm about to tell you my daughter and I are both night owls I was the, I am the original night owl <laughs> I have always loved the night time and staying up late and all that kind of stuff and then when I was pregnant I worked overnight and I'd, I don't really have my daughter on a schedule we just live our best lives so at least for now you know eventually she'll be on a schedule but for right now we just chill at night so she goes to sleep late and wakes up late which is good for me because I know that she's going to be sleeping in the morning and so that allows me the time to get up and go to the gym which is one of the few things that I will wake up early for in this life because I hate waking up early but I will wake up early to get my butt to the gym that's just one of my things so the gym is definitely me time in <laughs> motherhood because I leave the house. I get to be out by myself. Even though I got to come back home after, it's still good to just get out and not have to worry about where's my daughter? What is she doing? And 
like all of it that comes along with that so that was the answer to Shannon's question about how I have me time and motherhood and I've also been taking up educational endeavors so next month I will have completed Lord willing a certificate program through Cornell thanks to the Bank of America in women's entrepreneurship and it's so crazy like I heard about this program they were offering a f- it's free a free program in women's entrepreneurship through Cornell and when I originally heard about it I was like oh my gosh that sounds amazing but it had filled up so when they opened it again last year and I got word of it I signed up immediately except the fact for the fact that the program is so popular that even though I signed up last year I didn't start taking the classes until this year but I just knew at the time that even though I was signing up so far in advance that when the time came around for the classes I just knew it was going to be right on time and it has been for sure and so it's been really awesome for me to get back into the educational space and to just be learning and writing again Um, I always have loved writing and in high school I took AP English in college my English professors I only took English because it was required they didn't really have to do nursing but I went to a liberal arts college so it was like part of the package but my English professors actually like loved me and wanted me to minor in English but I was just like for what and so I didn't (laughs) but the point is like I've always been really good at writing and I have always understood like grammar and all that kind of stuff really well so to be back in a space where I can use my writing again was awesome and remember how I said I got accepted into ministry school yeah well I got the opportunity to start um again even though I had declined my initial admission they asked me if I wanted to start this month in August so I've been going through the orientation process with that and I'm just really excited I think people hear that oh you're going to ministry school you're going to seminary so you're going to be a pastor and it's just like um actually I'm not (laughs) uh for me it was more so about like gaining more knowledge that I could then apply to my life because I feel like people talk about and this is not even my feelings there's research that shows this but like people call themselves Christians but they don't even know what the bible says they don't even know about beliefs what they what they're supposed to believe or what they believe or why they believe it and I was introduced to those kind of studies or questions really young going to Christian school first it's so the actually the word is apologetics which is like the study of what you believe and why you believe it it's kind of like being able to defend your faith and so I was introduced to that originally in eighth grade and it was really interesting to me and then I was introduced to or not read not introduced but like I got to take another class in apologetics again in high school and I really just love those classes because they are super interesting uh so then fast forward that's what kind of laid the foundation for me to even value an education of like apologetics and theology and all that kind of stuff so I decided to get pursue a more formal education in the ministry space just because I feel like it's going to be really enriching to me as a person and those that I come into contact with so I guess I'll let you guys know how that goes since I'm still early in it but I'm excited like I said again just to be back in an educational space and to be learning and writing and growing Um, I think education even though I'm really big on entrepreneurship and at one point I was like I'm going to be an entrepreneur what do I need to go to school for I will say like 
like I said, E.T. is one of my biggest mentors or inspiration, I guess you could say. And he hates school, but he said that he got his doctor degree because he hates school, but he loves options. And even though we learn things in school that maybe don't exactly translate to real everyday life, the fact of the matter is it's always good to learn new things. You know, your brain, use it or lose it, you know, like the brain has so much capacity and we don't even tap into most of it. And so it's so important to keep learning new things, whether you do that formally or not. But also, I just believe that when you go to school, you open yourself up to opportunities and people that you might not have come across without school. And so that was another part of my motivation to go back to school is because I, I wanted to meet new people because life and relationships are essential. Like they go hand in hand. Like you're only going to have some experiences in life because of the people you surround yourself for example, when I was in Florida, I went on a boat for the first time and like pulled up to a restaurant, pulled up to the dock on a waterside restaurant. And I never had that experience before, but because my brother has great friends in Jacksonville, I was able to have an experience that I would have not had otherwise because of who we knew, you know? And my parents have definitely modeled for me what it looks like to just surround yourself with great people from all kinds of backgrounds. And so I'm really big on relationships and they really are a network for life. So I'm going back to school. (laughs) And another question that I had received a few months ago when I was still on social media was about what's next for Ginger. And I have just kind of shared some of that. But in addition, uh, I feel like I'm trying to birth my purpose, baby. (laughs) That sounds so funny to say. But I really feel like I'm chasing my dreams because the past season of life has been so, like, crazy. Just something I would have never imagined myself going through. It was just super tough and emotional and just real and challenging. And I kind of just adopted this mentality of, like, if I'm going to go through all this pain, I'm going to get something for it. Like, I'm not just going to be going through pain and, like, getting my butt kicked from life and just laying in bed all day. Like, no. All right? Like, if I'm going through all this pain, then further, that's even more, furthermore, even more reason why I need to have beautiful things in my life and just get back up as the whole theme of the podcast is. And so I'm working on my entrepreneurial dreams, I guess you could say. I'm working on getting my confidence up so I can even step out there and say, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. I'm working on learning. So, of course, the program with Cornell has been awesome. Um, I'm working on getting back to conferences, whether in person or virtually, because that's how you learn and meet people. And um, I want to work with the youth. And I have been blessed to be a youth leader at a local church and work with teenage girls which has been awesome also lately i have a curiosity about prison ministry so i'm working on seeing how i can explore that more but um, i'm going to continue connecting with like-minded individuals and i'm going to continue learning and i'm going to continue healing that's what's next for me that i feel like that i can truly say because who really knows what's next in their life you know like god we make plans and god laughs So I can't exactly tell you, like, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. 
But for right now, I just know that I'm working on my dreams to the best that I can because it's great to sit here on my podcast and talk about my big dreams and say that I want to be an entrepreneur. But at some point, I have to act on those dreams. And so I'm putting myself, I'm getting it together, (laughs) y'all. I'm working it out. I am, so I just have to, I want to speak my dreams on my podcast to just put it out there into the atmosphere And so what I really want to do is I want to be a professional speaker. I want to go into programs and schools and work with young people, whether it's college age kids or high school or whatever. And I just want to like sit with the young people, the youth, the future. And I want to have conversations about life and necessary skills because as I was doing some research last week, Generation Z is dealing with anxiety and depression more than any other generation before. And I think those things can be crippling, but I know that an antidote to fear, which is anxiety is a manifestation of fear, and depression is, oh, I'm not going to get into that. But I mean, yes, those things are real, but so is hope. And so are dreams. And I want to inspire young people to and really everybody not even just young people to like hold on to hope and chase your dreams and learn how to deal with the hard stuff in life like learn the importance of self-awareness and decision making and relationships and all that kind of good stuff so I'm trying to package myself together so that I can express that in a more formal professional way so I can get out there and start doing the work because the harvest is plenty. I really do believe that. And I also would love to one day just like speak at conferences and host my own conferences and retreats and events. Like that is the dream for me, but it doesn't come without work. And me doing my podcast is part of realizing my dreams and putting it out there. So I'm really looking forward to continuing to record Get Up 10 and to see how it will morph into the future and the guests that I'm going to have on here and maybe one day I will hopefully soon one day actually use my professional microphone and get my transitions together but right now I'm just laying the foundations I'm doing the work in educating myself so that I can then apply that information and knowledge and the goal is to live the life of my dreams you know to wake up with knowing that I'm walking in my purpose and lives are being changed and people are doing the same as far as living a life that they love and just chasing wholeness and leaving toxic relationships and chasing wealth because I'm doing it or maybe they heard it from me or whatever you know just to be that example because you can't be what you haven't seen can't be what you haven't seen see whatever I want to make that rhyme but it didn't come out right but anyways <laughs> I think just representation and, and being able to visualize and see people achieving greatness and excellence is so inspiring and so I want to be a part of that process a part of somebody else's process because like I said people are everything and so to start to wrap up if you're still listening <laughs> um I guess I just want my life to show people that life happens to everyone, good and bad, you know, we're all, everybody, and this is one thing I've really been 
like aware of in the past year as I go through my own hardship is that life happens to everybody everybody is going through something whether they tell you or not whether you can physically see it or not everybody's going through something that's just a fact of life but I want people to know that even though life is happening chase your dreams anyways heal anyways surround yourself with good people always have hope last week I attended the global leadership summit and the closing speaker Albert Tate said that hope and grief make good roommates and I love that because it's the idea that you can grieve the loss of something which I think that in 2020 we all lost something but at the same time you can still have hope for the future and that's been so essential to me because there was times over the past year that I cried and I just I felt like I I, I didn't want to live anymore. I just felt like, what am I living for? Like, this is way too painful. I didn't ask for any of this. So why am I still here? Like, I, I just felt like it would be easier to be dead than alive. I, I didn't know if my finances would ever recover. I didn't know if I would ever be happy again. And this is real. Like, I'm not even... I, <laughs> I wish I could say I was making this up, but I'm not. Those are literally the thoughts that crossed my mind. And so... I love the idea of being able to grieve our losses and hope for what's next and new things. And also, I think it's so important to remember that (laughs) if you can hear that, my daughter is knocking on my door. So it's definitely time to wrap up this podcast. But (laughs) before she figures out how to open the door, I'll just say that one of the other keys to remaining resilient in life is to remember that it's not about you you know there's somebody else that needs your story when you're going through things it's not happening to you it's happening for you and somebody needs your story and to hear your voice and to hear that you are an overcomer and because of that they can be too and so that's a big thing i hold for inspiration and y'all know i always like to throw some scripture in and so before i close out i have two verses that i want to share The first one is Galatians 6, 9, NLT. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And I love that because let's be honest, we all get tired of of life and doing the right thing and doing the good thing and and wondering if it's ever going to pay off. But this word says that it will pay off. Just don't give up. And another verse that I felt led to share is Psalms 37, 25, which says, I was young and now I'm old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. And I think I just hold on to that, knowing that I am not forsaken. I am here for such a time as this, and God has his hands on my life. And I am protected, and my children will be good and covered. And so I don't know if anybody needed those reminders. But I don't know if you hear my daughter crying in the background. It is my time to hop off. Thank you for listening to another episode of Get Up 10 Podcast. See you guys next week. Hey!